The year 2021 opens with a tragedy. 23-year-old Christine Angelica Dacera is found unresponsive in a hotel bathtub in Makati. Her case becomes one of the most sensational in recent history, mostly because of the failure of the police to control information it released. It's also a failure to mount a procedurally sound investigation. The case sparks a national conversation on rape, and then later, when the rape allegation made by police made little sense, the talk shifts to police incompetence. Was the anger all for nothing? How did it come to this? Hello, I'm Rambo Talabo, Rappler's Police and Crime Reporter. This is Rappler's Crime Podcast, Criminal. In this podcast, we revisit crime stories that are significant in understanding Philippine politics and society. This is our 11th episode, where we will talk about the police investigation in the Christine Dacera case. Who is Christine Dacera? Christine Angelica Dacera was a 23-year-old flight attendant of the Philippine Airlines. She grew up in General Santos City in South Cotabato and was second in four siblings. They were all close. She graduated cum laude at the University of the Philippines, Mindanao, in Davao City, with a degree in communication. She was known to be a good dancer, a model, and an aspiring beauty queen. She was even one of the finalists of Mutian and Davao in 2019. The same year, she moved to Manila to work as a flight attendant for Philippine Airlines or PAL. After her death, PAL remembers her as a quote, upstanding and professional crew member. According to her mother, Sharon, she was a kind girl who loved her family. She said Christine dreamt of taking her family around the world. This dream will never come to be after what happened New Year's Day, 2021. Based on the police investigation, news reports, and our own news gathering, this is what we know of Christine Dacera's death as of January 8th. Christine Dacera meets with three gay friends at the City Garden Hotel in Makati on December 31 to celebrate New Year. These friends are Romel Calido, Gregorio de Guzman, and John de la Serna. They stay at room 2209. Around 30 minutes before midnight on December 31, the four go to the adjacent room 2207 to party with around six other men who appear to be gay as well. Around 15 minutes later, the four return to their room and party until morning. At around 12.30 a.m., Christine joins a video call to greet her family a happy new year. Back to the party, CCTV camera clips shared with TV reporters show Christine and her friends going back and forth between rooms 2209 and 2207. They appear to be having fun. There is no tension apparent in the clips. Christine is last seen alive in CCTV clips at 6.23 a.m. on January 1 happily being carried by one of her friends from room 2207 to 2209. At around 10 a.m., 
one of her friends, Romel Galido, sees Christine in the bathtub of their room 2209. She appears to be sleeping, he tells police later. He even throws a blanket over her to keep her warm. Galido sleeps again and wakes up at around 12pm. He finds Christine still in the bathtub and notices that she looks pale. He calls the Guzman and De La Serna for help. They lift her out of the bathtub and the Guzman performs CPR on her, but she does not wake up. Hotel staffers also attempt to revive her at the hotel clinic to no avail. They call an ambulance to take her to the hospital. But the ambulance from the Barangay Hall of Poblacion is delayed. They opt to rush her to the Makati Medical Center, where she is declared dead on arrival. You're listening to the 11th episode of Criminal, Rappler's Crime Podcast. How is it so far? If you want to listen to other cool and informative audio, check out other Rappler podcasts on SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. This crime podcast wouldn't have been possible without your support. If you haven't yet, support Rappler by joining our community called Rappler Plus. Rappler Plus believes in speaking truth to power, using technology for the greater good, to power communities to action. Go to rappler.com plus for more details. When we first started this company, a lot of important people told me that I was going to fail. And uh, it was my girlfriend who said, why don't you try the streaming thing? Give yourself time. I broke even by like six, seven months. You'll never know until you try. Who knows? You could be the future of radio. I'm Pawi, host of Hustles Inside the Industry, where we interview creative, enterprising, and passionate professionals on what it means to build a fulfilling career. For your weekly dose of inspiration, subscribe to Inside the Industry every Hustle Monday on Rappler Podcasts. The biggest confusion in this case is whether or not Christine is a victim of rape and homicide. So far, not enough evidence has been presented to prove that. But policemen make the first fatal mistake when they excitedly announce on January 3 that they have quote, provisionally charged 11 identified men with rape and homicide cases. These are the men who were with Christine before she died. They say they have three suspects in their custody. Makati Police Chief Lieutenant Colonel Harold Depositar says they found semen in Christine's genitalia. He does not share the autopsy report to prove this. Merong definitely sexual contact, and, and, and uh, my presence of uh, uh, suspected semen. Pero definitely merong force don. The phrase "provisionally charged" is deceiving. The word charged on its own means that the prosecutor has found reason to believe that rape and homicide occurred. But this is not the case. The suspects are only facing a provisional complaint. Which means that when the police presented their evidence to a Makati prosecutor, the prosecutor was not convinced. In reality, the suspects have not been charged. But this was enough to sow confusion. Social media explodes in outrage against the suspects. Since the suspects are facing a provisional complaint, even without the concurrence of a prosecutor, the police release their names to the public. By the evening of January 4, the police case begins to crumble. Here's where the problem comes in. 
the police refused to release Christine's autopsy after promising to do so to prove their claim of rape and homicide. The autopsy is leaked, and it notes that while there were bruises on the arms and legs of Christine, there is nothing in her genitalia that points to rape. The cause of death also blows a hole in the police version of events. According to the autopsy, she died of an aortic rupture, or a tear in the main blood vessel that passes through the heart. It does not help the police that a fellow policeman performed the autopsy. When police are asked to confirm the leaked autopsy, they neither confirm nor deny its authenticity. Makati Police Chief Depositar, who was outspoken on the case, turns silent. He texts me that he doesn't have the authority to release the autopsy, after promising to share it with the public. That's not all. One of the suspects in Dacera's death, Guigo de Guzman, comes out to the media as gay. He adds, all the men with Christine on New Year's Day are gay. Casts more doubt on the rape angle of the police. On January 6, the Makati Assistant City Prosecutor orders the release of three of Christine's friends in police custody for lack of evidence. The police is told to submit more pieces of evidence. In the resolution, the Makati City Prosecutor says the police failed to establish Christine's cause of death and failed to convince the prosecutor that rape and homicide were probable. I have heard of statement saying the case is solved. Mm-hmm. And um, th- th- that's premature because you have not really completed your investigation. Uh, how do you know something is solved? What is your definition of case solved? And, and that's the problem in the Philippines. Uh, they, they say it's enough that you have identified suspects. But in this case, you're not even sure what is something as basic as the cause of death. What is the manner of death? I, I don't know if they That is the voice of forensic pathologist Raquel Fortun. I ask her, can the police still prove that Christine was raped and killed? She says it will be difficult. Already, a blunder was committed in the examination of Christine's body. It was embalmed before it was autopsied by the police for the first time. This means the body has been washed and its blood has been flushed out even before it was examined. Fortun tells us it is too late. Swabbing for, you know, sampling for uh, anything, it's too late. It's too late because uh, uh, by this time the body had been washed, cleaned, and the it's been five days, so if there's meal DNA in the cells there, then you're probably gone. Fortune says there are tests she would also like to try, like examining the eye fluid of Christine. But the Philippines does not have the equipment to process the samples. Fortune doubts the police did thorough work in its autopsy. She says it is unlikely that Christine died of a heart rupture, and if she did, why didn't the police note excessive internal bleeding in its report? Still, the Nacera family wants another autopsy. The National Bureau of Investigation, or NBI, also wants to examine her body. The NBI is also late in examining the crime scene. 
they only deploy a team on January 7th, or six days after the crime. With forensic and physical evidence currently a dud, the police pin their hopes on testimonies from the men last seen with Christine. The PNP goes as far as to use its subpoena powers to force them to testify or else risk a fine or jail time. The case remains under investigation. Demanding justice for Christine Dacera is more difficult now. The initial police narrative of rape slay was easy to believe at first. After all, it's the easy way out for the police. To use trial by publicity, laced with sensationalism. But this only exposes their flawed processes to an angry public. The botched investigation leaves many casualties. Christine Dacera, who was dishonored, her private life needlessly exposed to public scrutiny. Her family, raw with shock and grief, led down one path by a flawed theory, is now left hyped up and confused, robbed of the time to peacefully say goodbye to Christine. Christine's gay friends, attacked and condemned by an angry public as rapists and killers, are forced to come out in the open with their sexual identity. But, most of all, it's due process that's the casualty, and the truth that should have come out of that process. Due process that should not have allowed 11 young men to be recklessly accused. This has been Criminal. If you'd like to be updated on this and other issues, don't forget to follow Rappler and Newsbreak on Facebook and Twitter. And if you have suggestions about topics we should cover in this podcast, just send me a message. My inbox is open on Twitter at Rambo Reports. I'm Rambo Talabong. Thank you for listening. Subscribe and listen to this podcast on Spotify, Apple, Google, or wherever you get your podcasts.